Hey, everyone. I'm Ryan Nobles, CNN congressional correspondent, in for David Chalian this week. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, January 11th. Let me be clear. This is not about me or Vice President Harris or our party. It's about all of us. It's about the people. It's about America. Hear me plainly. The battle for the soul of America is not over. The pressure is on for President Joe Biden and Democrats to enact meaningful voter protections that counter strict new voting laws passed in states around the country. Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris delivered speeches today in Atlanta that made a new urgent case for voting rights legislation. For the right to vote and to have that vote counted is democracy's threshold liberty. Without it, nothing is possible. But with it, anything is possible. The assault on our freedom to vote will be felt by every American in every community, in every political party. And if we stand idly by, our entire nation will pay the price for generations to come. The jam-packed day is met in part to quiet criticism that the president hasn't done enough to break in congressional gridlock on two bills. Those two bills are the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Together, they would jointly bolster voting protections by creating national standards for mail-in voting and restoring some stripped-out elements of the Voting Rights Act, among other things. The location for today's events is no accident. The state was the cradle of the civil rights movement. And as White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki pointed out today, Georgia is one of 19 states that passed what she called voter suppression laws attacking the right to vote recently. Among other things, the law in Georgia establishes ID requirements to vote by mail, slashes the number of ballot drop boxes available in heavily populated areas such as Atlanta, and limits the use of provisional ballots as a way for people who show up in the wrong locations to still have their votes count. Here was Georgia's Republican Governor Brian Kemp today. But make no mistake, Georgia is ground zero for the Biden-Harris assault on election integrity. Ignoring facts and evidence, this administration has lied about Georgia's Elections Integrity Act from the beginning in an effort to force their unconstitutional federal takeover of elections on the American people. Traveling with the president and the VP are handfuls of congressional Democrats like Senator Raphael Warnock, Congresswoman Nakima Williams and former Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, all from Georgia. A powerhouse Georgia Democrat and voting rights activist who won't be in attendance is Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams. Her absence raised some eyebrows, but President Joe Biden said that he spoke with Abrams this morning, saying they're on the same page and everything's fine. Biden attributed her absence to a scheduling conflict. Abrams' absence was made even more striking after a coalition of voting rights advocates are boycotting the speeches, essentially saying they don't need photo ops or fancy speeches. They need action. We don't need another speech. We don't need him to come to Georgia and use us as a, as a prop. What we need is work. It's time to put all of the prestige and power of the presidency behind this existential threat to the future of this nation. If this legislation is not passed, then America will seek to exist as we know it. America or America absent democracy is not America at, at all. And so we need our president to stand and lead in this moment. Another pressure point. 
The family of Martin Luther King Jr. called for no celebration of MLK Day without the passage of voting rights legislation. That's next Monday. This all comes as Democrats prepare to advance two new voting bills. Before Biden boarded Air Force One this morning, Biden called the legislative efforts a defining moment in history. People are going to be judged. Where were they before and where were they after the vote? History's going to judge it. It's that consequential. There's been a lot of discussion about big lies around here the last year. I think one of the big lies is that the state legislatures across America are busily at work trying to deny people the right to vote based upon race. That was Republican Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell back in December. But as a reminder, for Democrats to actually pass their voting rights agenda, they would need to meet the filibuster's 60-vote requirement. However, virtually no Republicans are in support of new federal legislation related to voting rights, never mind the 10 they would need in order to pass that legislation. Therefore, the filibuster rules in the Senate would have to change for Democrats to get voting legislation passed. To do all of this, all 50 Democratic senators would need to be on board to remove or change the filibuster rules along party lines. This is also known as the nuclear option. Now, on that note, you just heard McConnell sum up the GOP's point of view last month on voting rights, and today he feels no different. He basically threatened retaliation on the Senate floor today if Democrats do go nuclear. The Democrat leader is using fake hysteria, fake hysteria about 2021 state laws to justify a power grab. So what would a post-nuclear Senate look like? I assure you, it would not be more efficient or more productive. I personally guarantee it. Meanwhile, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that the Senate plans to act on removing the filibuster and passing voting rights legislation. We're still working to get it done. And we are still having, as we speak, active discussions with both Senators Manchin and Sinema. There's a 50-person discussion here. That's number one. Number two, this is so important. Job of a senator is to vote. And the more important and pressing the issue is, the more that plays. We are going to vote. But the one thing I should note, as I mentioned earlier, Democrats would need all 50 senators in their party to go through with the nuclear option to remove the filibuster. But two moderate Democratic senators, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, have both said they are opposed to getting rid of the filibuster. Asked today if there's anything Biden could say during his voting rights speech to change his mind on weakening the legislative filibuster, Manchin said this. Filibuster is what we have, our rules. We need some good rule changes to make the place work better, but to get rid of the filibuster doesn't make it work better. He also repeated his support for bipartisan rules changes. So it remains unclear how Democrats plan to accomplish this without the support of those two senators. As a showdown looms in Congress this week over federal voting legislation, Republicans aligned with the former president are continuing to try and change voting procedures at the state level. In Michigan, and Wisconsin. State Republicans are also conducting partisan investigations in the 2020 election. And Republican legislators from Arizona to Florida are planning to take up new voting restrictions in upcoming legislative sessions. Democrats and voting rights advocates warn that this unrelenting campaign to cast doubt on the legitimacy of Biden's 2020 win over Trump could ruin voter confidence in elections and increase the chances that losing candidates will challenge the results of free and fair elections in the future. And that's it for today's political briefing. Thank you so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.